0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano,
1: Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of uh, mind, mind, mind Pump, pump wow. I'm going to hijack him for the first 27 Over-hype minutes. Him. Adam, Justin, and I have our intro conversation. Find out the what best the part of the show: newest
0: superfood is
1: yeah. Uh, it might have to do with uh, cock. Roaches. Uh <laughs> that was a long pause there. Then we talk about repurposing failed drugs. Find out why Viagra uh is good for blood pressure. Yeah.
2: That yeah. was the intent, right?
1: We also talk about the show Planet Earth. Adam actually has a hack for watching Planet Earth. It involves mm. cannabis. Then we talk about Jordan Peterson. Listen, go to YouTube, watch this guy's lectures uh blow your mind literally sal's working on getting them on the show i hope we can get them on the show be so awesome we also talk about uh the organifi cacao bliss and how we make some desserts with it uh they are our sponsor if you go to organifyshop.com and enter the code mindpump without a space you'll get a massive discount we also mentioned bone broth from thrive market of course thrive market has lots of stuff Available on their site, all non-GMO, most of it organic. We are also sponsored by them. If you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mindpump, here's what you're going to get. One month free membership, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more, and free shipping. Then we get into the questions. What's not organic and thrive? Just like the stuff, like the like a <laughs> like silverware like and soap. like the
0: soap. Maybe. Well, that, no, the, even, even that. that, that pirates movie. booty
1: pirates booty wasn't organic. It's just non GMO. Oh, mm-hmm. I see, That's there you why go. I did that Good cool out. Then we get into the questions. I've been fir- saying organic. That's why
0: I'm glad you cleared that Good. up.
1: Good. Okay. First question was, uh, how did we work out while we were fasting? You know, without food for 48 to 72 hours. What kind of lifting? Uh, In training, did we do or...
0: Mental reps.
2: Were
1: we smart and we did other things? Or
0: did Justin do a CrossFit wad?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The next question was... Cindy, find out if that's true. uh, We talk about our orthorexic behavior. Someone wants to know if we've ever experienced orthorexic behaviors and what are some good ways to overcome them when we start to see that we're starting to have them. The next question was, someone wants us to talk about appetite pills. Like... Do they work? Is it a good idea to take something to suppress your appetite, or is it a bad thing? That answer is pretty easy. Finally, uh, if we had to hire another Mind Pump host, who would it be and why?
0: Find out who's the only one of us that's
1: irreplaceable. irreplaceable one guess. It's definitely
0: Justin. Whoa.
1: Um, hey,
2: come on. Sorry. He's, he's like that spoiler alert guy. He gave it away. Off just, oh, We're cutting Here. you off the intros. Yeah, they're done listening now. Also. Yeah, gave them right. everything. Right. You yeah. to yeah. Don't worry about listening. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, wait for
1: it. Yeah. Oh, I
2: just gave it to you. Gave it to him.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, uh, it's January. We're still in January. We're still doing, you know what's funny? It's still not too late to get started. Fuck. This is, uh, every time we do this, anytime we give away our limited edition t-shirts, which some people now now are selling on eBay for over $10,000. Wow. That's not it started true. Started a whole new economy. Not true. But uh, every time we give away free t shirts, people go nuts.
0: We are accepting cryptocurrency this month. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you'll get a free Mind Pump t shirt if you enroll in any of our discounted bundles, and they are discounted deep. Uh, now, our bundles include multiple MAPS programs put together for a particular goal, the most popular of which is the MAPS Super Bundle, which includes all of our core maps programs <clears throat> it's one year of exercise programming. in other words you could buy and enroll in the map super bundle you could start today and you'll follow all the maps programs all the workouts you'll have your exercises your reps your sets you'll have video demos you'll have exercise blueprints everything follow each one as you go through the different phases as you go through the different maps and at the end of all of that you'll be have you will have done 12 months 12 months of expert exercise programming Phenomenal results. If you enroll in that bundle and any of our other bundles, you'll get a free t-shirt. If you have more questions or if you just want to enroll because you're smart, just go to mindpumpmedia.com. All right, Doug, let's give away some shirts. How many reviews did we get this time? We got 22 reviews.
3: Whoa, that's a lot. That's actually a little more than our average. Yeah, no, we did pretty well this last week. Excellent. And we're going to give out six shirts. Six shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one up is Burgeron ninety-four. TSU Navy 2019, T.C. Dill, N Howard 95 K.K. Denny, Casey Kaser, all of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out
1: to you. And if you want a chance to win a t-shirt, uh, all you got to do is go to your podcast app, leave a review. It's got to be a five-star review because I ain't giving a free t-shirt to somebody who doesn't think we're the best. Uh, and if we like your review and we think it's one of the better ones, if it's true or funny or awesome, we'll pick you and you'll get a free t-shirt.
0: Oh, here we go now. Dude, come, come, on. On, come on. Come on,
1: Adam. Here we go. Here we
0: go. Here we go Damn. now. That's like, yeah. You remember what that
2: was? you're like giving it away. Yeah. yeah give it, it, away, give it away, give it away, give
1: it away. You know what was, what did we listen to this morning while we're working That's out? It's hard oh, to was, wrap off the, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Bro, no, right? You, know, you gotta have like Enya? a little roll in there. Some Enya? No, we <laughs> Enya. no, we don't listen to Enya this morning. Don't fucking lie. We don't, there was no Enya. <laughs> we know Jessica's got was the playlist down Was it day? No, no, it was, no, no, it was yeah. not Enya. So you're,
2: away, away, away. You guys ever?
1: You guys, <laughs> <laughs> you know how there's the old songs that you used to lift to that yeah. you I don't know if this happens to you. This happens to me sometimes. I forget about them. I stop listening to them and for years. And you across it, bro. Beastie Boys, "Sabotage," great oh. song to lift to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What a great song to lift to. Yeah, Damn! It was good. Did it just come through the playlist yeah. today or something? Or it, like, well, I put on uh, Rage Against the Machine y'all. playlist um, and
0: that song was in the paper. That, that's playlist. what I think the real brilliance behind like uh, Pandora and where Spotify are at now, Like, I think that's so cool to how it learns your patterns of what you like and then you get these little, it's like having a little treat or a nugget one day, you know, because we've listened to so, you figure how much music you've listened yeah. to over the course yeah. of your... You know, thirty plus years of your life. Like, there's a lot of great songs I forgot about, and then every once in a while you'll be listening to one of those lists. It's like, oh, you God,
1: forget I like this. Oh, yeah. You forget. It happened again the other day with uh, Cypress Hill. Yeah, insane in the membrane, insane in the membrane. Uh, I was like, "Oh shit, that's right!"
2: Somebody DM'd me one of our fans, and he he like reminded me of like so many good songs. Like one of them was like uh, a Tower of Snakes, and oh my god, the breakdown! Any any song that has like an amazing breakdown, like I get this like surge of testosterone like immediately.
1: God damn, I gotta
2: throw something. I felt that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I just posted a video in the forum, and I just tagged. Did you see it yet? No, it's this guy jamming. On some drums, but instead of drumsticks, he's using uh, dildos. Wow! Yes, yeah, so does it actually sound good too? It's, like, uh, it's all thud. Hey, dude, thud, listen, thud. it puts a whole new spin on the whole you know rock out with your cock out. Hey, man, <laughs> he's got yeah, two but, of them. But there. That guy has plans and after the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's jamming yeah. on them. Yeah. So I uh, I just read this interesting article on uh, a, a site on or a page on on Facebook. Can't remember the name of it. But so sorry, can't give you any uh any any love there. Mm. But uh yeah, so scientist ready for this? I'm gonna read the headline to you. Mm. And then we are just gonna get your responses. Okay. Superfood. A new superfood has been discovered. A new one. Is it a oh uh, my god, uh, is, is it goji? a goji? No, no wait, I think wait, it's I uh, think it's a,
0: acai. a berry that only grows somewhere in certain temperature. If, if you
1: guess It can't lo- be a berry again. If you guess it- what this is, I would have been blown away. There's no way you'll guess. Mm. So the new superfood Algae. Scientists think Cockroach milk could be the next super protein milk source. They produce milk. They are little teddies. They, they do. The little cockroach teddies. Uh, so apparently, the, That's so gross. Apparently, uh. the, the milk that comes <laughs> yeah. out of a cockroach is chock full of protein. Um, maybe you could use it, harvest it, transform it into a food supplement. This so it's the Pacific beetle cockroach. Now the the the. Milk that they produce is three times more nutrient-dense and protein-dense than buffalo milk, which is already more dense than cow milk. So if you compare it to cow milk, cockroaches- I want to see an assembly line. Hammer. You know, of of all these
2: cockroaches. We're going down milk.
1: that route. You know what I think is happening? I think what's going on right now is they're trying to warm us up. Because I think scientists all got together at some point, and they're like, all right, guys, everybody listen. We're running out of the magical... By the year 2025, we all have to eat bugs. So let's start getting people... Like they're doing a launch sequence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got to drip it a little bit, but 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 cockroach, you know, be like that's like a bold move. Like why not? Well, you guys
0: love them cricket chips, man.
1: I well, can't, I can't get are down are that Yet
2: cockroaches are are
1: dirty. Well, think about it this way: you have no, there's no animal right activist that's going to defend like and be no. that's true. Like nobody likes cockroaches. Yeah, I think people will celebrate that we're you know. Killing yeah. them that Oh way. no,
0: that'd be awesome! Think about the pest control businesses now; they can double as a also milk business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've got your cockroach we'll business, reciting them right. and milk them, but right you're not here. even killing them; you're just yeah.
1: capturing them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. Just yeah. yeah, <laughs> start making money on the both. On both. Of- See, there it is. God, that's gross. <laughs> that is really gross. I don't want to drink anything that comes that, from that, anything. That, that, that was not top. real. That's an awful image. If that Why was, the on fuck the, do you get the milk? If that was on the front of the logo, if that was on the label, who buys that? And
2: are you sure it's milk? You know what I mean? Like, we're
0: on the body. How do we... Okay, how do we milk a cockroach?
1: I don't think you... I don't I mean... You I don't sque- know. You, yeah. You just squeeze the hell out of it. So do, do It's you, impossible. Our Hands are far too large. Yeah. Their teats are too small. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, how it works. Do, Yeah, how do you...
0: Well, I guess we could extract it after you kill... You probably crush it, kill it, and then you'd have to do some sort of a filtering process. No, I right? think that
1: would be... See, maybe, but I would think that would be inefficient. I think the smart thing to do would be to figure out how to harvest the superfood milk without killing the cockroach because then you can you know? Oh, so like like mm. like how we do with cows? So there is yeah. gonna be like machines. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like nice.
0: super super tiny little machines. You know, what? have
1: you seen the, the movie that's coming out? Lungs. I kind of want
0: to see it. Which one? It reminds me of like Honey I Shrunk the Kids when we were little. With that movie. You guys remember that movie,
2: right?
1: Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: the one that where you they seen, shrink people down? Yeah, have you yeah. seen? That? Have you seen the new one that's coming? <laughs> yes, out? Just, just that the it's title called, says it's it. It's called downsizing. Yeah, man. yeah, it's called Downsize. That, that was man. obvious. Oh, it's and it's kind of cool because the, the the theory, and I haven't seen the movie yet, but it looks like from the previews that they have figured out how to shrink us to the size of an ant and and so uh, make a little community that's yeah, so they, just smaller so they build a community the size of this studio right imagine that if you're the size of an ant how huge this is like this is yeah. 10 times bigger so a than big ass house, house. Uh, yeah. so and they do what they that's do is like you're like, Your $1 million dollars or your you know four hundred thousand dollars you have in your savings after you sold your house all your vehicles now is worth 10 million dollars in the downsize me yeah yeah and so people are like, "Fuck yeah, man! I've been hustling my whole life, forty years old, <laughs> yeah, grinding to make eighty grand a year and shit like that, barely getting by, middle class." And fuck, if I could turn this in we have a mansion, we have <laughs> all, so that's what people do. So it's pretty. It, that I sounds like a smart, that It's that a clever like a smart movie. No, it's a clever. It's a clever movie. Very I think. clever. Yeah, I thought it was. Clever. I'd like to watch that. So
1: here's another headline that came out. So this was, uh, this actually was published in Science Daily last year, but I just became aware of it. This was a study that was done. Um, it was a quite large study, and the source was, I'm reading here, Alina Health. Here's the title of the article in Science Daily. Most major heart attacks occur in people with normal cholesterol levels. Mm. Normal. You cholesterol put that in the level. forum. What I is. did. I saw that. So, Which is, you know, we've known about this, right. dude. Here's the thing with cholesterol levels that, that is true. Cholesterol is, if, if you have high cholesterol... Your all cause mortality, so all cause mortality takes all things into account cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease, you know, diabetes, all the things that will kill you. If you have high cholesterol, your all cause mortality, mortality rate is lower than someone who has low cholesterol. You might have a slightly higher uh, correlation or connection to heart disease, but all cause mortality goes down. Cancer in particular. Is, re- is inversely related. If your cholesterol is high, your cancer rate goes down. So does depression and anxiety. Hmm. But what's funny about the studies, I'm reading it and they spin it. They spin it in a way and say, oh, well then we need to put people on nor- who have normal cholesterol on statin drugs because... Stud drugs. I know you're shaking your head. Hell? I know yeah, I hate they got to find pharmaceutical companies. Got to find something to do with all those pills Bro, they made. Yeah. Think <laughs> about it. If you're like a ten billion dollar industry, and like they, they're like, oh fuck, study came out that showed that normal cholesterol people get heart attacks. Yeah. Get the PR team together. Yeah. We got to figure out how we Make can fucking some shit. Spin this shit. Isn't that really Forever. how they do
0: that, though? Isn't that happen a lot where they have like a drug that ends up, we find out that it has some some adverse effect or that it's not as ideal for something? So they're like, fuck, find something else that we can use it for and then they market Hasn't that been done in history before? We've
1: already that's, had this happen. Uh, yeah. That's what they always do, man. It gets rebranded. If you're a smart company, that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? If you're mm-hmm. a smart business. I wonder
0: what the stat is at, on how many like, uh, drugs like that that were intended to be for something else that they just found
1: something else to be almost like side effects. I can name two. Really? I can name two off the top of my head. Give me one. Viagra. Viagra is number one. What was that? Viagra. So Viagra is a PDE5 inhibitor. It's a a vasodilator. So PDE5 enzyme breaks down um, nitric oxide. When you inhibit that enzyme, you have more nitric oxide, so you get better blood flow and- the theory was better blood flow through vasodilation means lower blood pressure. So mm-hmm. they'd come out with, they'd invented these drugs to lower blood pressure. And what they, this is literally what happened. They everybody did, was banging. They did story. they did studies and they're like, oh, it's kind of effective for lowering blood pressure. Yeah, right. But yeah. I, but you know what's doing really well? Yes. I'm banging yeah. the shit out of it my wife lately. <laughs> but, uh, the, he's, but He's but
2: rock hard. But
1: one of the number one side effects that these studies are listing is that people are getting erections oh. like crazy. And so the brilliant PR marketing team or whatever from these companies was like, holy shit, we were going to try and crack into an industry that's going to maybe would have made us, you know, half a half a billion dollars. But now Mm -hmm. we can sell a boner pill, which is worth, you know, you know, half of, you know, trillion dollars. And that's exactly what they did. That has to
0: be one of the best success oops stories
1: ever, right? That's another monoxidil. We just created a billion dollar market. So, so monoxidil, same thing. Minoxidil was also supposed to, I believe, initially was for I think blood pressure too. I'm not quite sure. But one of the side effects was when people got the got it on themselves, they grew hair. So like, oh fuck, <laughs> let's let's sell this to men who want to grow more hair on their head. Yeah. And it became a product like that. So, yeah, kind of yeah.
0: scary though. You know, it's kind of scary that that's just how no, there's not probably a lot of thought that goes into it, like, oh, this sucks, gross hair, let's sell it. But then no one really doing a lot of research on the potential side effects after using it for 10, 15, 20 exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I get dizzy from low blood pressure. From I wonder how years. many are out there. I wonder if there's a lot. There's oh. a lot. Yeah. So, and a lot of times, what those, so like SSRI drugs or antidepressant drugs are. More uh, I don't know if it's more often or almost as often as they're prescribed for depression. They're also prescribed for other things that have nothing to do with depression. So like, Mm. if you want to if you want to quit smoking, right? You go to you go to the doctor and you're like, I I smoke, I need to quit smoking they will prescribe you on, uh, they can not prescribe Basically you something anything like, well, that makes you feel bad. Yeah, like Welbutrin. Like, oh, here. Here's some yeah. Welbutrin. Or I got back pain. They can't figure out why I have back pain. Try this antidepressant mm-hmm. and then sometimes it helps right. or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> That's the game, dude. The game is to, if you're a company that sells a product uh, and you know what your market is, a, a, a time-tested strategy to make more money is to, Increase the size of the market now that you're advertising to. That's all it is. So if you look at if you went if you go back 30 years, and you went to your doctor and they looked at your cholesterol, if it was above like 230, they would say uh, that's high. Then they changed it and they changed it. Now it's if it's over 200, that simple 30 number that that you know between 230 and 200, that simple change opened up tens of millions of people now who now can be prescribed statins. And that's what they're trying to do now with this and say, oh shit, every people with normal cholesterol get heart attacks too. You know what that means? That means everybody should be on a statin because we have these studies that yeah. show when you put someone on a statin, it reduces this, that, and the other. But what it actually does is increase risk of muscle wasting, potential for cancer, and uh, you know, di- and depression and stuff like that. So, Jesus. I know, dude. isn't that funny? Hey, did,
0: was it you, were you telling me that you and Jess were watching the, the new Planet Earth? Yeah. <sighs> That's been out for a long time. So it's, a new one?
2: It's not new. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been out not for that long, bro. Yeah,
2: yeah on Netflix it's new, but it's been out for a long time. Well, yeah, cool. I thought I
0: thought this was new, and I got all
2: excited, and I was like, I fucking no, saw that like last year. No, dude. there's two of them, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just, yeah, it's the second one. Season, season two. Been out for so a it's long like time. a year old. Yeah, dude. Okay. Oh, I feel yeah. like a, really. Yes. That's
1: yes. so weird. You know, I know, because I got all
2: excited. I was like, oh, dude, Sal said there's a new one out. It's, this, yeah, it's been
1: well, you're, out. You're like that guy. You know that guy that everybody God. has a friend like this where you're like, yeah. dude, check out this new band. It's like, I've been listening to them for fucking- Yeah, yeah he's like- like, <laughs> <laughs> like forever ago. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Like, where have you
0: been? Yeah. It mu- so it was- Okay, so is that what it is? Is like uh, on Discovery Channel, if you watch it- It today? was on Discovery first, yeah. And then yeah. the
2: BBC produced it, and then now Netflix picked it up and put it on uh, their bro, platform. It's,
1: it's so brilliant. It is one of those things that I mean. We were watching it just in awe. It's them. I just I figured yeah. a
0: hack out for myself. This is so. Yesterday was just for me a stressful day. Just a lot I was trying to handle on one day. Just as far as communication and the business and everything we had going on, oh, yeah. and I just felt it. And I remember telling Katrina, I said I was texting her on the way home. I'm like. I need one of those nights where we just reset. So funny. I said the same thing. Did you? To Jessica. exactly the same thing. So I said this. We all must have been (laughs) on the same page. Mm -hmm. Right. So I got home. We're all connected. I got home. Yeah, Connected. Right. How does (laughs) that work? They all share a penis. It's like a circle. Yeah. So I get home and it's like, I don't know, four o'clock or so, which by the time I get home at four o'clock, I normally work for another like four hours on other stuff, social media, email shit, talking to fucking business stuff, whatever. Right. And so what I told myself was, okay, I need to fucking shut down. Even though there's there's a million things I need to get do, done right now, none of them will get accomplished by tonight, and it'll just stress me out more to continue this pace, and I won't sleep tonight. So I know that I got to begin this decompressing process right now, or I'm fucked, bro. That's smart, right? Very so I, smart. I, like, and I, I, and, I, I, done I that. and then also I'm really good about letting my partner know heads up that I could be a pain in the ass tonight. Because I've got all this, it's not you, it's me, I've got all this shit going on, I love you, just heads up, right? So that was also the the flowers was fucking thinking ahead Oh, is that right why too. you
1: brought the flowers? Yeah, yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm, you were, you were
0: I'm
3: a forward, <laughs> forward thinker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Preventative. I'm probably going to say yeah. something stupid, yeah. here's why. Yeah, so, a little uh, preemptive yeah. <laughs> flower giving. God
1: damn it, let me write that down. Right, right. Yeah, so, is,
0: But anyway, so strategy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm texting back and forth with Katrina, she's probably got an hour before she's going to be home, and... So I'm like, well, oh, fuck, what am I do? Well, her and I have our own shows that we watch, but we hadn't watched the season two. She hate. She doesn't like. She doesn't get into it like I do. And so, I'm like, ever smoke a joint <clears throat> and watch it. So I sat down. Life <laughs> changing. So I sat down, yeah. had a hybrid, got, and I got a little more, you know, uh, elevated than I normally would. Like, so typically I have my routine. If I'm trying to relax or sleep, it literally just takes me like two puffs and I'm good. But I'm like, I'm really fucking. <laughs> I'll have them one of those days. So I had like half a joint, which is a ton for me. So I was pretty lifted. And so I decided I'm like browsing on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to watch this. So I get into it. Dude, I got so sucked into <laughs> yeah, that. Sucked into that. <laughs> Katrina comes over and she's like, she's like, let's and she's trying, she's like, let's go to the saw. She's trying to help me out. I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, I'm good. I'm so good right now. Like, Don't bring anything else up about work, anything like this. Let's just stay focused. How um, many episodes did you watch? I think I burned through like three straight, dude. Just did
1: you watch the one where, I don't know where it is, but it's like a mountain range and in the daytime it's hot as hell, yeah. but then at night it gets ice. It gets cold so quickly that everything crystallizes? No, so don't wait. Okay. Don't sh- I, uh, so, yeah. what, I, what we can talk about, what
0: I did see, that I thought was fucking, I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, I know the, what you're
1: going to say. The crabs
0: and the snakes.
1: Oh, it wasn't a crab, it was a lizard. Oh, yeah, lizard. Sorry, yeah. lizard. There was Did a crab one also, but there all was- all the snakes coming out of all the yeah. rocks? Yes. Yeah. That looked like out of a movie, dude. Dude, no, it was- That a, really happened somewhere. It was somewhere.
2: an iguana, and it was running away, yeah, from those snakes. And yeah, it's going yeah. through the rocks? Yes.
1: And out of- You thought it was dead, and it just at, kept, like, out of fighting every, its way out of it. every yeah. corner of that, wherever it was, out of yeah. every hiding spot- Literally, like snakes came from fifty everywhere. snakes from are, everywhere, and like fast. fifteen. Yeah, that footers. iguana was
2: a champion. 15,
1: they were like
0: fifteen yeah. footers were chasing this this little, you know, two foot or one foot iguana, and, and they're it, just sh- sh- out of god,
1: everywhere, jumping. Oh god, yeah. it
0: looked like something out of a movie, right? It looked like yeah. something that was fake. That like it that looked, doesn't happen. You know what it reminded me of? It
1: reminded me of like you're watching a movie on mythology. Like the snakes are coming out, yeah. and they're attacking. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. didn't it look like insurmountable odds? It's just like
2: fighting its way through yeah. all that shit.
1: So. Uh, I haven't been this affected and literally- Oh, I'm you're going to sh- share him right now? I, I'm going to talk about it real quickly, but oh, that's good. I haven't- Oh, there, he's got the video up there right now. What a yeah. great- Look at that. It's, and they make it it's so, so dramatic. They make it so, yeah. so dramatic. It's, yeah. it's so crazy. So I haven't been this affected and this impacted in, oh, I don't know, a long, long time. I watched Jordan Peterson- um, do a talk at the Emmanuel Theater in, I believe, the UK, and I shared that video with uh, with Adam, and I was very happy that you watched it right away. Well, dude, you know psychology is my jam,
0: so yeah. like I love, I that's what I love to listen to anyway. So when you sent it over to me, and I started to watch the teaser, I was instantly sucked in, and then mm-hmm. I then I started going down the rabbit hole of his stuff.
1: Dude, I highly recommend every one of our listeners, everybody. Go on YouTube and look up Jordan Peterson. He does a talk at the Emanuel the- uh, Theater. He talks about his book, uh, the Twelve Steps to—I think it's Twelve Steps to a, li- a Life Without Chaos or something like that. What a brilliant, brilliant man! The way he presents things, the way he talks about things um, about our own human nature is just uh, absolutely spectacular. And there's a couple things he said in there that were very basic, but um, and there, there are things that yeah, I, you know, I know kind of, but just the way he puts them is just so brilliant. Like one thing that he said that I thought was just the way he said it was so good. Cause we talk about on the show all the time, how you should embrace, seek out moments and times where you may, where you think you're right and you may be proven wrong and then embrace it because you now went from an, a state of unawareness to more awareness, or you went from not being right to now you're getting better information. And you're growing. And what he says and the way, what he calls it is he says, make friends with what you don't know. Like make friends with that because it's such a challenge to, to people when you're talking to someone, you, you want to be right. Everybody wants to be right versus wanting to grow and learn. Mm -hmm. And he said, what was that term he said? He's, He's bet you're better being a transforming fool than a tyrannical king than a tyrannical king. Like, like being right isn't important. What's important is that you grow and that you learn and, all the things that we tend to fight because we're proven wrong. We don't want to believe it. And there's all this, you know, cognitive dissonance and whatever, like embrace it, embrace it and make friends with it. And then what'll happen is your growth will explode. It will Mm. absolutely explode. He talks about that. uh, And a lot of other things, uh, in that in that particular talk, so highly, highly, highly recommend. Man, yeah. You guys watch I'm it. I'm gonna
2: be late to the party on that one, but that that sounds right dude. You
1: gotta check it out. And then you, of course, you saw him eviscerate that uh, that that journalist. I did watch <laughs> that, yeah. the, I that. I I posted that, was, that one on the forum that was, too. Nah, that so. was great. That was great. Yeah. Very very cool. I hope we get him on the show. That'd be awesome. Oh, let me tell you, dude that would that would be a dream, man. I, you know, like I said, it's been a long time since I since God, I think since I found Milton Friedman. That was the last time. I watched someone and was just so blown away by them. And Jordan Peterson's one of those. It's funny, too, because I posted a quote by him on my Instagram, and I've had a ton of DMs from people who listen to our show and follow, and listen to some of his lectures and stuff. It's pretty interesting. Another interesting thing about him is, so he's a clinical psychologist um, and a highly intelligent one, written lots of books. And Harvard his, professor. Harvard professor. His daughter um, had lots of health issues and suffered from depression and rheumatoid arthritis. And I saw another clip, another video where him and his daughter were being interviewed and his daughter, uh, was, uh, talked about how she basically treated her depression that she's been taking medication. And remember her dad is a, is a psychologist. She's been treating her depression with SSRI drugs and anti-anxiety drugs for a long time. Since she was 12, she was 24 in the video. And what she did is she changed her diet and how for the first time in her life since she was 12, it went away it literally went away and they've got she has her dad on there who's you talk to any psychiatrist or psychologist and you say hey you know i'm thinking about curing my depression with food and they'll roll their eyes or they'll you'll get pissed off i mean very open minded dad right and he talks about how yeah i saw this major change in my daughter and how i adopted some of the stuff that she said in her diet and how it because he also has it's mm-hmm. something that they runs in their family. Very so, interesting
2: angle too to kind of like attack uh, you know mental problems with uh, nutrition. Like we don't nobody talks about you that. You
1: know, dude. It's here's what pisses me off. Of course, what you I eat know it
2: makes perfect sense has it's an just, impact. Yeah,
1: of yeah. course, yeah. what you eat has an impact, and we now know that depression and mental illness is strongly tied to and connected to inflammation. We know inflammation has a role that it plays in all of those things. Mm -hmm. And when you are in a state of hyperinflation, uh, 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 inflammation because of uh, autoimmune responses to food, then if you get rid of that, you're going to get rid of a lot of the things that may be causing your depression. And all of a sudden you'll Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic. And the reason why I think a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists balk at that idea is because you'll read a million different stories and you'll have a million different ways people ate and it helped them. Like this person over here went vegan and they cured their depression. This old person over here went paleo and this person over here is eating the carnivore diet and this person over here is going keto. And because Western medicine wants to standardize everything and have specific parameters, it sounds like bullshit. But when you keep in mind and understand that the human immune system is a fingerprint, like my immune system is mine. It is, there is no immune system that is identical to mine at all. Um, that, that there are going to be foods that affect me in particular ways that are going to stimulate a immune response, potentially cause an inflammatory response that for you may be absolutely fine. You may eat an avocado, have no problem whatsoever, but I may have antibodies that have been built up from eating avocados. I'll eat that avocado. Now I get these issues. And so that's why it's so individual. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but anyway, uh, great stuff. If uh, I go down the rabbit hole on YouTube, so many lectures with that guy. Very very cool stuff, and so. you're
0: already you're already working on getting them right. That's the whole idea, right? now? I
1: am working on getting them in here. Would love to have them in here. I think we would have. A, I think we'd have a four hour podcast. Yeah, I, I really do. The guy Sweet. goes off too. Like yeah. he, you ask him a question and he, you watch his interviews. He goes off, oh. and it's really really cool. So, cool. did you guys did you guys try the dessert that I made yet?
0: I did. You made I, it. We had it last
1: night. Really? What did
0: you think? Dude, I, man, I, I apologize to all my Instagram people. I, I met, I, and I will do an Insta story yeah. fucking bomb. I have a little I put a little twist on ours though. So So what did, we, did you got the co- the full fat coconut
1: milk in the cake? No, no,
0: no, I didn't do that. Okay, Sorry. So I, do? what I did was I used the cacao bliss, right? The so Organified cacao, I, cacao yeah, bliss. Yeah, so I had the cacao bliss. I put that in the um in the cocoa whip. Oh that's right. And we we whipped that really hard and then we put strawberries and then just a tiny bit of granola on it. Whoa.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot it. about cocoa yeah. the, the coconut <laughs> yeah cream.
0: So that so, that made it bomb because we did so the, it, like t- it tasted like literally tasted like ch- chocolate frozen yogurt. With strawberries and a little bit of granola, dude.
1: Organifi outdid mm. themselves. No, with that, it was with that product. Good, good. We, uh, two scoops really of good. it.
0: We used two scoops of it, and Katrina and I. It's serving for t- Katrina and I because we
1: did what well, we we did the same one last night where we got the you know we got full fat coconut milk and then we took like the you know we I put it in the fridge that it separated took the fat the like the pure fat and I blended that with the cacao bliss and it's this super thick uh, like creamy. It's like. Uh, I don't know how to explain. It. It's almost like a a frosting that you can put on a cake yeah. and it's pure fat. God, so you if you're are so creative. So I if love you're it. if you're keto, <laughs> I'm so not. <laughs> Justin's like, well, fuck, I, I, I like put face. like two scoops. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is a big of, this is a big deal for me one. and
0: a big and uh, water. game changer for me personally and I'll tell you why because I 100% I'm 100% know that I am addicted to sweets and sugar and I've I've grew up my whole life. So for 20 years of my life, fuck, 25 years of my life, Candy and ice cream and those things were a, a daily regular thing. Yeah. So I still battle and struggle with that. So finding these little alternative uh, uh, choices for myself that actually have a lot of health benefits behind it. So if I can actually have something that's somewhat healthy. Now this isn't ideal. I shouldn't be eating this fucking for meals every single day. But when I have those moments when I'm late uh. at night and I feel like I want that ice cream, it gets. I mean, it definitely satisfies that craving without all the extra side effects that come with cram. You know, slamming a
1: bin and. Sure. So, so some of the ingredients that are in there is, there's, there's of course raw cacao, which cacao is a. Uh, I hate to use the term superfood, especially since we talked about cockroach milk, right? Uh, but it's a very, very, very high in compounds that have been shown to be protective in the body, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory. I've been on and off using or uh, you know raw cacao for quite a while. It also if you take enough of it, will have a st- little bit of a stimulatory effect. So if you want something to kind of pick you up but you're not quite you're not trying to go with caffeine or coffee, you could do that. But then it also has, you know, anti-inflammatory things in there. So there's turmeric in there. Then they have horsetail in there, which is a, a natural kind of diuretic, which is kind of cool if you're someone that holds a little bit of water. You know, here's what I find interesting about this. Typically sweets make you hold water. Right. So they have something in there mm. that does the opposite. Brilliant. That Brilliant formulation. Yeah. Mm. But it, it it does taste very very good well and it's they i we used to
0: i used to use cacao in my coffee and when we got it from chimera because chimera has cacao also but this cacao is like i i mean i want it tastes really it's good. like, it's like c- 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 cacao. no it's, it's just, just yeah. it's got a really good flavor to it it, it made that that uh cocoa whip literally tastes like chocolate frozen yogurt i couldn't tell otherwise mm-hmm. it was pretty bomb mm-hmm. so absolutely I'm, I'm stoked by it
3: bring it this quaz brought to you by organifi How do you guys go about your workout routines when fasting? Do you keep it as is? Do light like exercises, or skip it completely for the period of the fast? Depends. That's probably the biggest, the number
1: one question I got from people while we were doing the. fast. Yes, yeah, so if you're doing a fast, oh my god. Yeah, you I'm know, gl- stepping away
0: from the gym is like yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad you, you put it up there too because that actually was probably one of the number one things I got uh, inboxed also is well, what are you doing for your workout? Uh, f- I've done both, right? So I've I've worked out, fasted. And then I've had workouts where I don't. I think when you think of it this way, right? If you're somebody who most of us are trying to reduce body fats one way or another, even if your goal is is potentially to, you know, build and be buff or whatever. For the most part, most of us have some extra body fat that we could lean out and use. So the way I look at it, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you to work out, but you don't need to. And you are already, because you're fasted, your body is already metabolizing fat all day. So if there was going to be a time that I was going to take off from the gym, I would more than likely do it when I'm running a 24 to 48 hour fast. But that's not to say that maybe I decided to do this fast right in the middle of me on my hardcore bulk and building for like a show or something like that, which I've done this before. And right, and interrupted that process by doing a fast. I still lifted on that mm-hmm. day because I was, I was so on a goal to build, maintain as much muscle as possible. I'm also in my routine that I don't want to break, and I know that I'm not going to die or it's not going to hurt me to to train while I'm also fasted. I probably just bring down the intensity level quite a oh, bit yeah. because yeah. It don't, I don't need to.
1: Well, here's the thing, too: if you have a, if it's a prolonged fast, it might not be a good idea. Yeah. I, I know for me, and for most people who do a 48-hour, some people get in 24 hours, but 48, 72-hour, when you start to go long, you get hypotension. Um, This is where your blood pressure drops. It's a normal, natural. There's nothing wrong with it, Mm. but it can make you dizzy. Probably not a good idea to hammer yourself intensely in the gym. And the other thing, too, is you have to consider what you're doing the fast for. When I'm fasting, I'm not thinking to myself, I'm doing this to build muscle. I'm not doing this to right. nece- you know, yes, the side effect of the health benefits and the side effect of the fast, I may then, you know, respond better to protein. I may then, you know, be able to build more muscle as a side effect, but that's not really my goal. And I think the reason why we got this question so much from people is because people are so scared yeah. of losing muscle they, and performance. Exactly.
2: They want like somebody to tell them it's okay. To not work out that day right. is what I think more than anything. And yes, it's okay not to work out that day. Like I, I, I used to work out and work out fasted, but it was typically when I was doing more of like the like warrior diet sort of protocol where I knew I was like going to, you know, replenish my body afterwards. Um, but, you know, for a prolonged fast, me personally, I don't really see a lot of benefit in trying to to, to work out and be in that like that mindset in the gym, uh, where all the benefits of like going through this prolonged fast, it's it's very much of a mental, um, you know, like a, a parasympathetic, like like I'm trying to like slow down, I'm right. trying to like you know just work on you know nice like like like, you know, lower intense type activities and just be mindful. And so it's a totally different
1: feel. Totally different. And I did, so I did a bunch of research before we did this on the, because there was that one documentary I watched, which is Science of Fasting. I highly recommend it on Amazon. I've been recommending
2: that to everybody. Yeah, yeah. really, really good documentary.
1: And um, in there, they showed how in Russia uh, or in Eastern European countries, how they've been using fasting medicinally, for a long time. So people go to these clinics and they'll go there with something that is chronic, like asthma, rheumatoid arthritis, you know Crohn's, something that is chronic that we really don't have a cure for. All we can do is treat the symptoms. They'll go in there. And these are clinics that are run by medical professionals. So it's not like you're going to uh you know i'm talking about western medicine type professionals so you, you know it's not like you're going to uh, you know some some hippie or whatever who's telling you to do this you go in there it's a doctor and what they do and that's not, not saying that that's better but what they do is they prescribe a fast to these patients and many times the the fast that they prescribe is over 2 weeks long many of them times 14 to 21 days and what they do during that period of time <clears throat> is they monitor them for any potential adverse effects. And the vast majority of people have no issues whatsoever. But every once in a while, you'll see, oh, this person you know, is developing a nutrient deficiency, so we'll do this, that, and the other. But most of the time, there's nothing. And what I, what I, when I dug deeper uh, off, the, off the documentary, when I started going online and digging deeper, they recommend that people exercise during the fast. Now, there's a big uh, caveat here. It isn't your normal workout. You're not no. going to fucking work out. What they recommend is being active.
0: Right, moving.
1: Moving, right. tai chi, yoga, walk
2: maybe on some the stretching. Beach, walk on
1: the beach, yes. nice little easy uh, easy hike somewhere. It's like
2: blood circulation. Really. I That's think
1: it. a terrible combination with fasting is to fast and sit your ass down on the couch oh, yeah. and don't move. I think you are. that's a bad combination because that's extremely catabolic. Yeah. Now you're sending a couple signals to your body. One is we don't have food, which turns on a separate operating system, and not necessarily bad, actually can be very good. But then you're sending the, another signal that says, not only am I not eating, but I'm not moving. And if you want your body to adapt in a way to you know reduce muscle, reduce uh, like all these other things that can potentially – Be negative to your health. Well, now you're starting to do that. So if you're fasting prolonged, I highly recommend... You stay active. And that's what I did. I did stretching. I did mobility work. Mm-hmm. I did not lift weights like I normally did at all. all right, so it w- for
2: hikes and walks and
1: yeah, just
0: just spend some time in nature and, and you know, chill. Well, the bottom line is whether you you do or you don't work out, it's really splitting hairs the difference of the impact it's gonna make on you, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna it's not gonna be super detrimental and it's not gonna be super beneficial to do either or. Right. So and and I think when you're doing this for health reasons what I find for us or what we did and Katrina did, you know, I try to focus on the other aspects of my health and fitness journey that I probably neglect. Like, Going to the gym and lifting the weights is something I'm very consistent about. Eating a certain way all the time, I'm, I'm very consistent with those things. What I'm inconsistent with is maybe the things like where I go take this quiet walk in nature, mm-hmm. or maybe I sit down and actually meditate for a half hour to an hour, or maybe reflect on some things, or maybe read, or these other, things, these other aspects of my life that do affect my overall health. That this is a good time, I feel like, to focus on those things. Now, it's not to be said, like I said, if I was in the middle of a program or a certain goal that I'm getting and I, and I want to be consistent and I want to go to the gym, well, then fucking go to the gym. But it,
2: Well, and I think the paranoia being that, like, you're going to lose all this momentum when you get back to the gym, right? Like, you, you get fed. But the opposite is true. Like, it, for me, like... Coming back in and then like refeeding and then going back to Dude, my normal schedule, I got so much energy, mental clarity, and like
1: motivation. It's crazy. It's so, are so that's another thing people ask me is, Am I going to lose muscle? Maybe, <clears throat> maybe, if it's best, if it's long, probably. However, uh, here's what you'll also experience. So minimal, here's what first of all, it's minimal, right? Second of all, it comes back. Very quickly and very quickly, better. Yeah. So I go. I obviously the day after my fast, um, you know, I'm back in the gym and I had because because then I you know I had uh, you know done my refeed or whatever and which we should get into a little bit of how how you do that properly. And then I went into the gym and worked out and I went really easy in the gym because I hadn't eaten for three days and I just had one meal before that and I was definitely not as strong, not as you know I didn't have all this crazy stamina. But the second and third workout was like boom boom all yeah. of us right now I'm having better workouts than I've had in months and it's because the noticed fast the same thing. Yeah have you noticed the same the very thing? Very same thing. And it, it did. It, it was a little bit of
2: a snail pace, you know, like the first, second day and then it just like all of a sudden just took off.
1: Dude, I'm lifting heavier, I feel stronger, my mobility's better. So yes, initially you'll lose a little bit. Just like you when you get okay, if you go to the gym and hammer your legs, are you gonna lose some strength from your legs the next day? Well of course you are. You're sore you're sore, you're not going to be as strong. But then when your legs recover and adapt, you come back stronger. So you want to think of fasting that way. Now, I do want to touch on what you feed yourself to break your fast because we talked, we talked a little bit about this, but I think universally the one thing I can recommend to people to have is uh, bone broth. Bone broth is a very easy thing to digest. It provides the body with minerals. You've got some proteins from you know some gelatinous proteins which have which are high in amino acids that are good for the gut it's high in sodium which is something that you'll you'll need more of the one that i got was thrive market have you guys tried the thrive market bone broth i haven't tried theirs, no. and you've said some. you said you really like so it. so whip some up so i've tried bone broth from whole foods they sell it in the glass jar i've sold i've tried several brands from whole foods and they're all pretty they're all decent they're all pretty good thrive market by far my favorite one it's the cheapest one too which is which is of course crazy but it comes in a carton, and that's what we did. We just, you know, opened up that carton. You pour it in a, in a you know, in a, a, a pan or whatever. You warm it up, a pot. You warm it up, and then just drink that and wait about an hour, two hours before you start introducing food. Mm-hmm. Great way to break a fast. Also, of course, everybody knows bone broth is really, really good for gut health uh, in general. Oh, there it is. Thanks, Doug. Grass-fed beef bone broth, seven dollars for a freaking carton of wow. it, which For a 16.9-ounce carton, which is about half of what you would pay at
3: uh, a store like Whole Foods or whatever. So, good stuff. Highly recommended. Next question is from Joe Pushner. Curious if any of you have experience with orthorexic behaviors and the best ways to overcome it when you catch yourself in that mindset. For sure.
1: Like us personally. For sure have I experienced orthorexic behaviors i think well first explain to people what that is so So orthorexia is a term term used to describe an eating disorder where you have to eat everything has to be healthy perfect and healthy and anything outside of that causes great mental distress and is basically your quality of life has declined because you are so obsessed yeah. with everything having to be perfect uh, and healthy with it's, your food, you are like
2: neurotic about
1: it. Neurotic, yeah. so it's not you. Just eat healthy. It's literally yeah. like if I it, go it off it of this, consumes like everything. It consumes yeah. you, so it's yeah. an eating disorder. I have definitely experienced uh, behaviors that I could clarify as orthorexic. I yeah. mean, for years I ate, you know, six to eight meals a day, and it was, you know, rice, <laughs> beef, or chicken broccoli or asparagus or tilapia and it was the same thing all the time i had to have a certain amount of protein i had to have a certain amount of gra- uh, grams of carbohydrates a certain amount of fat i had to eat at a certain time so my schedule now remember this you want to talk about you know be, uh, orthorexic behaviors here i am i own a you know small you know wellness facility personal training wellness facility i'm also personally training between 8 to 12 clients every single day so I'm doing a shit ton of personal training and I'm figuring out and organizing my schedule so that I can also eat, you know, one meal at home in the morning, but about four to five of my meals are at work. And I had, I literally organized my schedule so that when one client left, I had five to 10 minutes, throw my food in the microwave, scarf it down. Cause I had to eat exactly. I would not go more than three hours without eating. So it was terrible uh it was terrible for me because when that would get broken if i went traveling with someone uh if something happened uh you know i can i can countless times this would happen where i'd I'd be with a client we're finishing up our session i know i'm going to have about seven minutes to eat my meal it's been exactly three hours client leaves potential customer walks in now i'm talking to a potential customer about hiring me or one of my trainers as, as a personal trainer that takes up my 10 minutes, client walks in, I get this sense of, fuck, I'm going to miss my meal, and it, it would ruin my day. And it was, for me, uh, it was such a breakthrough moment to realize that that wasn't important. If I skipped meals, it didn't affect my muscle mass and my performance. And then from there, once I was able to break free from that behavior, I was able to examine it and say to myself, well, that was fucking dysfunctional. That way I can't believe how attached I was to that because when you're in the middle of it, you don't see it you know what I mean you don't yeah. see you just think it's totally normal so that's one I can tell I can say for myself
0: you know I think that it it makes the most sense that being the guy who competed and carried and lugged his food around and weighed and measured everything that I would have for sure dealt with this or battled with this at one point but if I'm being completely honest I no I don't I don't think so uh, and I think an example of that and, and I'm sure I'm surprising somebody who is would assume that because I was in the competitive world and you do those things, that I would I would struggle with you know weaving in or out of that. But you know, I was somebody for almost four years, so probably about three and a half years consistently was more anal, more dialed, uh, more consistent with exactly a lot of things that Sal was saying. But at the same time too, I had no problem letting it go. In fact, I actually looked forward to the day that I could I could let it go. I did it, and, and a lot of the things that you said, Sal, that I also did. I did it because I was under the impression that that that's what the science said. I thought that I thought I was reading the right information that. You know, trying to get a meal after, 20 minutes after working out. Now, I didn't fret about it because I didn't hit it all the time. I missed now, I missed it a lot. Now,
1: what about when you were younger and, you know, because I know we've talked about this and you're like afraid of losing weight and you have to eat, you know, a certain amount and if you don't, you're going to lose muscle. Okay. That's not
0: orthorexic, but that's... So, okay, so there, there there, probably was a time in my life, in my teenage years to early 20s, where, um, you know, trying to stuff myself to, to gain weight... Um, but again, even then, there there wasn't so much of a, a fear about it, or uh, as much as I I thought that this is what I was supposed to do to to gain weight. And when I found out that that wasn't true, when I when I read the literature, when I really understood and I really learned, it was actually a, a great relief to not feel like I need to do that. So I feel like if you have these orthorexic behaviors, you get more. Um, I don't know. I didn't have this fear. I didn't have this fear of doing this or not doing that. Like I see it in in clients for sure. I've trained people that struggle with letting go like if i start eating that way i'm gonna get super fat or i'm gonna be this way or oh if i you know if i don't do this and i'm gonna look this way like i didn't ever have that fear i just thought like hey i want to get bigger and i'm having a hard time i need to eat more food i gotta mm-hmm. keep eating more food i'm not eating enough food and there is there was actually some truth to that you know i was just burning and moving so much i couldn't consume enough to do it i just had a, a bad approach at it because i didn't really understand how to do that i didn't understand nutrition at the level that i do now so I, I really didn't. I didn't have a lot of those behaviors, and you would think. Again, now I am very familiar with it, and maybe that's why too. Because when I got into competing, that I was how m- old were you when you started competing? Thirty. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm over. I'm over. I'm older than that. Yeah, because i 36 now. I was only 40, so 32. Even. Yeah, because when I, I dealt with all my shit in my yeah early, you're, early and, 20s, and it, let me tell you, because you and I are a lot alike on a, in a lot of ways, but you are, you know. You are more hypomanic about certain things when it comes to your your fitness goals. Oh, for sure. And I know that's your the your science background and your thinking. And I know well, how that's
1: you, my that's my personality with anything. Yeah, right. Anything I get into, I
0: can get and obsessed. and I and I'm not that way. I I can let go of things. I can weave in and out. I'm not attached to it very much. I can be so crazy where I'm carrying my food everywhere I go and measuring everything that I eat and counting every calorie for 3 years every single day and then all of a sudden turn it off the next day and not have it again and actually be completely fine. Mm-hmm. So but I I think that well, what I what I did learn from being around so much of it inside of the competitive world was because I had the education because I had trained so many people before that and dealt with this so much when I was got into it, I was blown away and fascinated by how how predominant it was in that community because I had the impression going in that these would be the elite of elite minds when it comes to nutrition and working out. And I was going to learn something. I went into it thinking like, these guys and girls are going to fucking teach me a lot. I can't wait. Like, I think I'm a smart guy. and know what I'm talking about getting into this. Then I got into it and realized, oh fuck, these people have fucking worse eating habits and patterns and relationships with food and exercise than the motherfuckers I've been helping for my last 15 years. Like, this is crazy. So, Maybe that also helped me not get sucked into potentially mm-hmm. reverting back to those behaviors. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't really struggle with that. I mean, I, I think if you're a mind pump listener, hopefully, if you struggle with that, we've we've helped you work through that because I, I feel like a lot of what we discuss, we discuss a lot about uh, the relationship with food. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what the intuitive guide mm-hmm. was written for, was to help people, it, whether it be orthorexia or anorexia or any or any sort of eating disorder. You know we've addressed and talked about quite a bit.
1: So this, so it also, you know, the question also is how do you, uh, you know, what are some best ways to overcome when you catch yourself in that mindset? The most effective thing I found there's a few strategies that I've used with clients who have dealt with, who have orthorexic type behaviors, and one that seems to be the most effective uh, is the following: people who there's there's a few root causes to orthorexia, or like any food. Um, uh, you know, issue. Uh, a lot of it has to do with control. It's a, it's a feeling of control. So it's anorexic, bulimia, orthorexia. You know, bigorexia, what they'll call guys who want to eat a lot of food because they feel skinny all the time. That all centers around control. But with orthorexic, there's this underlying, I want to be healthy. Like this is for my health. So they justify it by saying, but I'm eating healthy food. Mm-hmm. And so what I do with which people- rings competitors, right? I right. Mean, that's what- right. 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 And so what I what I say to these people who are really really who've now told themselves, although they don't really believe it because if they really were about their health, they would understand that what they were doing was wrong, but they really want to believe that it's about the health is I explained to them that food is a lot more than how it feeds your physical body. So I'll explain to them and I'll say- Or Look, how it affects you aesthetically. All right. of that. So so if you're eating uh, you know, food, you can break food down into its components, proteins, fats, carbohydrates, micronutrients, phytonutrients, all these other things, how it affects your body. Is it healthy for you? Is it going to help you beca- maintain leanness? Is it going to help performance? All those things. That's important. But that's not all food is. If it was, we would not have the elaborate cultures- that we've designed and created around mealtimes and eating. And there wouldn't be cultures where they, they they make food particular ways. And there wouldn't be this long. I mean, food is way more than the sum of its parts. Food means a lot more to us than just sustenance. If that if it was just sustenance, let me tell you something right now. There would be no problem with illness, obesity. There would be no problem with anything else. Food is a lot of different things. And food can feed a lot of things, not just your physical body. And the examples I like to give are, you know, you're let's say you haven't visited your parents in a long time and you ha- you, you, you you go visit your mom, you haven't seen her in, in a few months and she makes that homemade pie that she made when you were a kid and she gets a glass of wine out and says, "Hey, let's sit down and have some good conversation and, you know, eat this pie that I used to feed you when you were a kid and drink this alcohol, and we'll get a little loose and we'll have a great time." At that moment, you're not feeding your physical body that wine isn't doing you any benefit neither is the, the pie it's you know it's full of sugar or whatever she decided to make it with but what you're feeding is maybe that connection you're making with that person in front of you or maybe you're feeding a feeling you know there's a lot that go and when you acknowledge that and 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 you you, know, you can acknowledge it and connect to that and become aware of that now you're a, cl- a step closer to eating intuitively now if i go on a vacation and i'm sitting at a coffee shop in France or I'm sitting at a restaurant in Italy and I'm watching people walk by and they serve me this pasta dish with fish that's just fresh from the ocean right over here. And I am not thinking about carbs, proteins, fats and how it's going to make my body look. I am savoring the flavors and the environment that I'm in and I'm creating uh, emotions with that food. I'm creating an experience and at that moment, that's what I'm feeding. And when you understand that, it'll help you because it will also help you from from harming yourself with food. Because I had a, a message from one of my clients yesterday and he goes, you know, I had, Sal, I'm really sorry. My friends came to visit. I hadn't seen them in a couple months. And uh, they, you know, we were all reminiscing and we went to the pizza parlor, this one that we used to go to when we, you know, when we were younger and we ate pizza and we drank some beer. I'm really sorry, man. I'm going to make up for it today. And I'm like, no, man, there's a big difference between ordering pizza, eating it at home and trying to drown your sorrows versus you went out and met with your friends you haven't seen for a long time and said at that time you weren't feeding your goals which was fat loss or whatever but you're feeding something else which is also important and so when you understand that I think and so far I've had uh, with my experience I've had success with clients with orthorexic behaviors because they tell themselves so much that it's about their health that when they realize that their health is much bigger than just the physical then they're, they're able to step outside of it a little bit and start testing it and then you can kind of break through, break through a little bit. I have something
2: to add. I'm just
3: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I don't. You guys have fun with that. <clears throat> Next question is from Grant Killian Five. Please talk about appetite pills. As a trainer, it's so frustrating to talk to people who want to take a pill to stop cravings. What are the most important habits to cut off cravings? You know what? A, you know what? A, uh, an appetite suppressant pill reminds me of.
1: What? It's like taking a pill for a headache. So if you have, for, and that's by the way, that's assuming that they work. So we'll we'll get there in a second. But let's say, don't ruin that for me. I feel yeah. like sometimes when I get a headache, fucking Advil works just well, fine. Well, well, so so check this out. Let's, <laughs> I'm gonna more fat. I'm gonna simplify it, right? Let's say uh, you're you know you're bang- you're literally banging your head against the wall. So you stand in your room because I do this a lot, and you smash your head against the wow, wall wow, wow, over wow. and over again, and you're getting a headache. And so I'm like, oh fuck, I'm just gonna keep taking these headache pills to numb the pain from a headache instead of saying, oh shit, I'm an idiot. Let me just stop hitting my head against the wall. If you have these really strong quote unquote cravings, taking an appetite pill, and I'm pretending that they work because many of them, they actually don't, but let's just say they do. Taking a pill that suppresses your appetite is not solving the problem at all. It's masking it. It's handling, you're handling a a symptom, but that symptom will erupt in another way, if you take away, and I have, there's plenty of evidence for this. By the way, I'm not just making shit up. You, all you have to do is look at uh, gastric bypass patients. You look at people who are oh, yeah. morbidly obese, who obviously have an issue with food, who are, you know, three, four, five hundred pounds, who have a surgery to remove most of their stomach. So now all they have left is a pouch the size of your thumb. But they're gonna maximize every square inch of that
2: new tiny little stomach.
1: They're gonna do that, and if if food was do, was uh, you know if they're mad if that's a symptom of something if the reason they were eating so much wasn't because they were hungry it was because of something else and now they've eliminated that ability because now they can't eat a lot mm-hmm. you have a dramatic increase in alcoholism you have a dramatic increase in drug abuse and depression so that's the thing with appetite pills now do they work mm, maybe maybe a little bit there are some compounds that have appetite suppressing effects but your body adapts really quickly. And then they stop losing that effect. And then when you go off the pills, good luck. Have a great yeah. time, you know, eating like crazy. It's called willpower. And feeling like yeah, shit. Like yeah. Discipline. Yeah, and feeling like shit. So, Adam, I know you, you because you dieted for so long with shows, which is insane. That Those are cravings on another level. Yeah. What are some strategies you use to? Well, uh, Higher fats.
0: So I noticed a, a significant difference when I lowered my carbohydrate intake. So car- high-carbohydrate diets, this is the downfall of it. Like so, I'm, And I'm not demonizing carbs because I think that um, I still introduce carbs into my diet, and I think you can totally have a, a diet that has carbohydrates in it. But if you struggle with cravings, uh, a diet that's higher fat and lower carbohydrate tends to really... I mean, this almost always solves this problem. So when I've had clients in the past... That come to me and they're like, oh my god, Adam, I crave this and I crave that. I look at their macro profile and what I typically end up doing, and they're almost always they're people that are eating 150, 200, 300, 400 plus grams of carbohydrates and you know moderate to low fat type of diet. And I take them and I flip the macro profile on its head, and it almost always solves it. Now you have some people that are like myself. Who have, are dealing with uh, an addiction to something like sugar because they've been doing it for thirty something years? Now you have a new monster, you know, because that's and I'll tell you what helps me: our higher fat diet. So what I loved about us going through this fasting process. Um, I just came off the holidays. I'm very transparent about what I've been doing during that process. I've been fucked up. I'm going through all kinds of shit. So I'll tell you right now, my diet has been all over the place. I've been enjoying the holidays. I've been enjoying sweets in moderation. I'm not getting out of control or getting fat by any means, but I'm definitely not dialed in and I'm definitely eating a lot of carbohydrates and sugar. And all what has come with that are all the other bad habits, which is I'm craving the Diet Coke's like crazy. I'm craving sweets like crazy. I'm craving all these things. Because I've now reintroduced them into uh, allowed them. And at the, at the beginning, it's not so bad. But then after week two, week three, week four of consistently allowing a lot of these foods, it triggers that response for me. And now my body is like, oh, I really want one. So the fast was incredible. The fast kind of reset that for me. And then why I, and why and before we went in the fast, you guys kind of did it for your own reasons. But it was a perfect timing for me because I was already struggling with this internally. And it was something that I wanted to address and handle. And so going into the fast, I didn't care if I went 24, 48, or 72. For me, it was about resetting uh, the, the bad patterns and stuff that I had created for myself previously and then kick-starting the, the macro profile that I wanted to follow now. And I had I had carbs the other day. I had some rice the other day. I had—shit, um, what did I have the other day? So I've been getting more carbohydrates in the diet, but I'm very careful about which ones I'm allowing in the diet because I know that once I start kicking that carbohydrate in- intake up— that it can really easily lead to these other cravings that I have. So that's worked really well for me. That's worked incredibly well for clients. So utilizing tools like fasting, utilizing tools like high-fat diets. And then when you do have, I have I have patterns and habits. So for 20 years, I had, little. there's no exaggeration, I've shared this on a show before, a Ben & Jerry's fucking ice cream every single night, <laughs> like for 20 years. At court, right? Yeah. Like literally, consistently, that was a staple is
1: like he did this yeah that
0: that was a staple was there staple uh food that I allowed in my diet and beca- and I justified it because I was in shape. I was in shape, you know, I was always ten percent body fat or so and lifting weights, but what that has done, it has not only created uh cravings that I have in, in, intrinsically from from that, but also has created behavioral patterns for myself that naturally when i sit down to watch a movie or tv at night with katrina i want ice cream
1: you create an association totally all on your own 100% and
0: i'm very aware of it you know and so like we talked about this cacao bliss like think i love hacks like that i've got a ton of them too so and i know one day we'll probably try and put them all together and put them in a book for you guys and monetize that shit but right now i'll just keep sharing it when i can and sharing it on my insta story and sharing it with you guys on here but i've got a ton of these little you know you know yogurt and cacao and cocoa whip and rice cakes with these things and strawberries and fruit things that I've done that give me that kind of uh, sensation of you know feeding that habit, but at the same time too getting something that's nutritionally beneficial for my body. So that's been uh, a game changer for me.
1: What do you Justin? What do you? What do you crave when you crave something? Do you get? Are you more sweets or Pizza. salty? Oh, God, that's yeah. the ultimate, right? Oh yeah.
2: No, it's it's anything. Yeah, more salty fat. You know, I like I really don't have sweet cravings as much like Adam, though. Like I grew up with a lot of shit food like that, like ice cream for dessert, like almost on the regular, you know, sugary cereal in the morning. So it like sparks this whole process of like (laughs) you feel like shit during the day. and You don't (laughs) know why. And, you know, like looking back, it's so crazy, like like how much like I I, could have done better and like would have had like great energy and mental clarity if I just would have like handled my diet better uh, and wouldn't have all these like internal problems I'm still dealing with now because of what I did back then. But uh, yeah, for me, it's like, I, I literally all crave cheese or like meat. Like those are my two like main cravings.
1: I, I, you know, it's funny. I remember distinctly several times where I'd, where I think like there was something going to happen at school. Like, oh, I got to take this test or, and you know, we were always told, have a big meal for breakfast. It'll prepare you for your day or <laughs> like, whatever. Like pancakes, you know. Yeah, Even dude, I would have idea. like yeah. waffles with syrup. Yes. And, bowls. and then I feel like shit. Oh my god. Or before, you know, before uh, crash an athletic, you know, endeavor, or before I'm going to go do a run, or before a tournament. I remember before a uh, judo tournament. I was, yep. I want to say, fourteen, maybe I was fourteen years old. I was going to do do a judo tournament, and I remember like, oh fuck, I want to be fueled. I want to have all this energy. And I ate a whole bunch of just carbs, a bunch mm-hmm, of processed mm-hmm. car- And I felt terrible. I felt so bad. And I didn't put it t- together until much later. And then you try and make up
2: for it with like a ton of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Like, and you're just like, oh, this is going to be the formula. Exactly. And, uh,
1: no, and here's the thing with appetite pills. The ones that actually do work stimulate a sympathetic response in the body. So they get the body to release these catecholamines, epinephrine, norepinephrine, which will- Suppress your appetite. However, it's very short-lived. Uh, if you do it consistently, after about between a few days to a week or so, your body starts to adapt. Either your receptors that these uh, you know uh, th- these chemicals attached to start to downregulate, your body starts to produce less of these chemicals, or both. And then you start to find that they stop working. But then you're left in a shitty situation when you go off the pills, because then you take you stop taking the appetite pills. Now your body's producing less of these catecholamines and you've got your receptors downregulated and then you go through that withdrawal period and typically when people stop appetite suppressant pills they binge when they go off of them and uh, so at the end the end result is
3: worse than if you never took them in the first place next up is linds bauer if you had to hire another mind pump host who would it be and why <laughs> oh shit
0: <laughs> i'm gonna start with why i would not first of all right because oh yeah i uh, I wouldn't, I would never, I would never, ever even think about, and people that have been maybe in this situation appreciate this, those that have no idea probably fucking don't understand. That's why they keep recommending, oh, why don't you guys get a girl or why don't you do this? I would never change the dynamic of this show. I think it would be the biggest mistake we ever made. We even, I remember when we first started. And I'm not going to lie, there was a part of me that was curious to see because we did do this. We did do an episode with just me and Justin, just me and Sal, just Sal and Justin, Mm -hmm. and uh, quite frankly, they all sucked. Yeah, and it's and it's not because
1: and, well, it, mine with Justin's was good. It was like,
2: <laughs> we, we did have high ratings.
1: Yeah, it was really high.
0: So <laughs> there really there, there there really is something magical about the dynamic and and what exactly everybody contributes to the conversation. Definitely. And I would I would I know I'm smart enough to know that I would never change that. All we try to do is continue to improve upon it and sharpen each of our individual skills. But changing that dynamic, I would do. Now that being said, uh, I would add Kevin Hart.
2: So <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, so we were. Oh, that's funny. You yeah. you you said a comedian. I'll get to mine.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I would add. I would add Kevin Hart because uh, just for the entertainment factor. That's why. Because I think if if I were to ch- give any more to the show, I don't want it to be any more sciencey. Like I'm not looking right. for. A, I don't. I don't need a bigger nerd than Sal. No, sound. no, we got that's that fucking, covered. Yeah, he's got that covered. Yeah, like that's cool. Yeah. If anything, uh, a more entertaining piece to to what we already bring to the table. So Kevin Hart's mine. That's mm, where that's, I'm going. That's solid. What
2: solid about you, Jake? Yeah, my, a very similar train of thought, but uh, mine was Bill Burr. Just oh, because. okay. Damn, I love him. We could agree yeah, on that. Well, yeah, just because I love the way he thinks about things. It's not just like his, that. May be better than Kevin Hart. His actually. comedy, like his comedy, is amazing. Like, but just like it's our flavor. He'll listen to he'll listen to like somebody's train of thought, you know, or like like whatever the the issue is out there, and then he'll think about it. and He'll come back and he'll he'll <laughs> he just highlights like so many holes in in the way that people think about things, and he's just he's brilliant. And and I just think that he would be able to kind of uh, give us a whole new angle that would make it like oh shit and it'd be hilarious,
1: bro. How much does Bill Burr remind you of Joe Decina?
0: Yeah, it's like his twin. I, I told you guys that I sent it over to him, yeah. right?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, he, he knew who Bill no. was. No, he didn't. No, he never That's heard, heard of his
0: twin. Never heard of him before. I said you got to listen to him because he he reminds me of you. If you his haven't delivery, his delivery oh, dude. Is, is
1: storytelling. If you haven't listened to the episode where we'll we interview Joe Desina, who's the founder of Spartan Race, you have to listen to it. Mm. One of the best storytellers. Well, I've ever. I posted on the
0: I posted on Facebook the forum right uh, this yesterday because we're trying to redo our media kit. And our media kit is something that we spend to potential sponsorships or other companies that want to do something with us. And it just kind of gives us our breakdown, our stats, this and that. And one of the ways I want to bolster the media kit is having like our three, you know, best episodes and three uh on the podcast and three YouTube and so who better else than to ask like our private forum who I think gives us mm-hmm. gives it to us straight all time. So that's why I posted that for those of you that are wondering and the Joe Decino was was actually mentioned multiple times. So that's, yeah. mm-hmm. when might. you
1: said Bill Burr I was like oh yeah he just reminds yeah, me, yeah, of no, me that, so that's a, you know what that fuck I'll give you Solid. That, that
0: trumps my yeah. Kevin because I like Kevin Hart a lot and I think it'd be funny but I think even think Bill Burr would be even better oh, for, better. Yeah the, I'm, I'm thinking conversationally right, it if, would go in like so many weird directions. I
2: would right. love it. Yeah. He, he would
0: he would mesh better
2: with. So all you this.
1: guys
0: are going big
2: celebrity. Yeah,
1: I did yeah. not think like he, that. he was like some. You're average thinking guy of people we've like had another
0: on podcaster. I, or,
1: I'm thinking fuck that, bro. No, i was, I was thinking, like you're not getting that. There ain't
0: nobody we've <laughs> we nobody we hung out with that I'd rather have so, than one of you Well, assholes. no,
1: I'm thinking like, fuck that. I just wasn't there. Like I wasn't thinking because if I'm going Let celebrity, me hear tell us you got to tell the truth. If I'm going celebrity, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. i give us what you're doing, I'll do both. I'll do both. All right. If I'm going celebrity, I would say someone like Oprah, who what? Yes. You're you, bad. You're bad at this no, game. No, dude. You're bad at this game. Watch her conversations. I'm not with saying Oprah is a G, dude. Oh, we all amazing. love her, but would that be a good like constant conversation? I think having her in here with us yeah, would be probably. hilarious. Uh, but I was thinking I wasn't going super celebrity. I was thinking like people we know. No, you know what you're trying podcasting. to you're trying to win over the audience, bro. Not at all. You know it's fucking. No. It's a good shot, bro. Everybody let me tell you something it. right now. If you've been listening, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know I don't try to win anybody over. <laughs> <Yeah>. So you <laughs> either love true. me or you hate me. That's very so true. So I, I I would say the guy that I had in my mind is another podcast. who's a friend of ours. I was going to say Mike Matthews. I think he's a very intelligent I see guy. That. Yeah, you guys I, hit it off like ear besties. Very smart dude. I,
0: Great conversation. I 100. The only problem with that is he's you. Yeah, I know. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be that different. Yeah. I don't need two of you. You sell light. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, Thank you, Justin. If, I got a little. Oh, yeah. like, my heart no, hurt a no, little. Here's, bit. It's Adam said here's that. the deal. It's not even close, bro. If you die, that's who we're going to replace you with. Yeah, so okay. So this, that, that's, that's a if, good game. If, <laughs> that's a different game. That's right? a good game. Who oh, oh, would Yeah, that's a different game. If uh, if each of us died, it's who up? Who are you putting in your place? I would have to say Matthews is probably one of the people that would actually fill your spot the best. It'd be tough, though. It's a tough thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone fills our shoes,
2: right? Nobody fills each other's. All
1: right, well, who you guys then? I don't know. You, what? you guys for, would have to do that. We're playing the death game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I,
2: okay, so I was thinking, I, I don't know. I think Brendan Schaub for Adam a little bit. I like that. That's Just because that. his if, storytelling I like if and his, his ridiculous ideas, like they're great. If Brendan Schaub- And he Schaub, fucks up words all the time, too, by the way.
1: If, Does Brendan fuck up words? All the time. I like him. So all if, if Brendan Schaub and Bradley Martin had a kid- Bradley And that Martin? kid grew up, that would be- that would be who we replace you, with. you <laughs> I do there like the shot We shop. do need some handsome like, you
0: know, and shout out to my boy Bradley though I got much love for him I was just talking to him the other day and they, and they, they're we're heading down there to zoo culture in in 3 weeks so that's not a bad compliment either although yeah. I think I I when I listen to Brendan Schaub and just where he's at mentally and where he's at in his life, I connect probably more sure. with him although I do he just I says do what's on his mind he doesn't give a fuck, you know. Yeah. I although Bradley, that. Bradley you know what Bradley reminds me of is the younger version of myself. I mean, I got that's, like that's why I said eight, that. 8 8 9 years on him so he's, you know I forget how young he is. Yeah, he's young, dude. I forget about that. Yeah, yeah. so he's I he definitely reminds me, I mean spot on like when, when we talked off air I was like fuck this guy is fucking me <laughs> 8 years ago. Yeah,
1: same thing. Justin would be tough huh? Yeah, I don't know. Who'd he's, be a Justin. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, come up with something. Well, yeah, try to meet. Try I to think, think we just figured out who's irreplaceable. <laughs> it's, Justin, it's probably true. The fan favorite. The favorite. You know, how irritating that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I talk. I was talking shit to the, I, me, and uh, I talk uh, at least ten times more than you do. But you're the fucking fan favorite. You know, Fuck I mean, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe
2: that's the secret. Right. That is the secret. No. See, no. that's uh, George Costanza. love. Got, that's real love.
1: We were at, at when we were at the LA Fit Expo. Every like fifth person would come up and be like. So where's Justin? He's my favorite. Yeah. Be like, damn. God, I Yeah. See, pump heads get me. We were crying. Uh, So if you go to YouTube, you can find our 30-day workout. It's free. It's all programmed out. So what we did is we give you a workout every single day. includes mobility, strength training. We progress you through, too. So it's not just like random workouts put together. They all connect. Start on day one. Progress yourself all the way till the end. It's absolutely for free. You can find it on our YouTube channel, Mind Pump TV. Subscribe.
3: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes Maps Anabolic, Maps Performance, and Maps Aesthetic.